You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Welcome back to the Game Garage, a show where we play tabletop role-playing games. I am your Game Master and host. My name is Jared Logan, and with me I have three gifted actors and improvisers. Please welcome here to the Game Garage, Mary Lou, Zach Reno, and Edgar Blackman. How's it going, guys? So pretty good. good. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I came in way too hot. Pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good, Jared. <laughs> Pretty good. Don't come yeah, in no. too hot now. So Don't excited. be too enthusiastic. Um, today, cool. we are playing. I have to talk about the game we're playing. Today, we are playing Worlds Without Number. Can everybody see that? Worlds Without Number. This is a fantastic role-playing game from the designer Kevin Crawford and his company, uh, Cine Nomin- Nominee Publishing. I hope I pronounced that right, Kevin. Um, it is an amazing fantasy game um where it's a it's a fantasy you can do dungeon crawls with it uh but it's got a little different different flavor than maybe your pathfinder or your D 5e and i'll get into that in a little bit but first i want to ask what's everybody's favorite fantasy thing uh that's my icebreaker question mary lou what fantasy stuff do you like okay so my absolute favorite thing is just like anything with a dragon um and a really like kind of noble horse um i was really like a noble horse yeah so i grew up like unicorns you know what i mean like that was my gateway drug into fantasy was unicorns um and all of those series and then it was dragons and any kind of dragons um so it's really all about the classic stuff for me um, okay, that, so you really love you really love Shadow Facts, the uh, King of Horses. He's the King of all horses, like a, from, uh, <laughs> from the Lord of the Rings. Of course, I love him. That's it's that's a crazy thing to say. Um, <laughs> uh, he's my king. <laughs> uh, I honor my liege. Um, but yeah, that culminated in my top thing is probably Wheel of Time. That's my that's my one of my. Oh top right, yeah, top. you're a Wheel of Time. Uh, wait, what do Wheel I'm of Time fans call a wheelie? Okay, I don't think so. Actually, I think somebody's <laughs> yep, trying to start that. Now. I saw it on Twitter, yeah, and I think it's wheelie. We're wheelies, I guess. Let's get it going. Wheelies. wheelies. Hashtag wheelies. Hashtag wheelies. Like, uh, all right. Uh, same question to you, Zach. What's your fantasy catnip? I don't like how I asked that question, but still, what is your favorite fantasy thing? What does that mean? What you just said? <laughs> what's your fantasy catnip? What's the thing that gets you all excited and makes what you kind of fa- what is catnip fantasy to me? Okay, yes. got it. Understand? What part of I, thought, is I thought there was catnip? a comma there. Like, what's your fantasy? Would it be to have catnip? And I'm like, no, no, Jared, it would not. <laughs> or maybe um, I'm calling maybe you like a fun nickname. Yeah, yeah, maybe so my catnip. nickname for you is catnip. I mean, I will say this: if there, and I'm sure it exists because they all exist. But like a fantasy series in which, like a red wall, but they're all cats. My mom was reading a series of books called The Warriors, which was not fantasy, but it was like they were cats and the cats cat were the people. heroes oh and the God, cats I've went on an event. Yeah. So, you know, anything with sort of like anthropomorphic animals, that's going to be huge for me. Um, I, I, I really devoured Harry Potter as it was coming out. 
That's embarrassing to say now for obvious reasons. Um, but we didn't know. Uh, we didn't know. We didn't know. Um, we didn't know that J.K. Rowling had was going to make a hard mm. turn to be a villain and just double down and uh, yeah. be, uh, mm. deeply suck. Uh, but um, the books right. I really enjoyed. Um, <laughs> and uh, I played Dungeons and Dragons growing up. I love any sort of. I love all of those trashy anime shows where the hero is like invincible from minute one of the first episode and spends the whole series just like trying to open a tea shop. Like that's all very good for me. Yeah. I love anime too. We, uh, th- this game has a little bit of an anime vibe in that it's weird. It's just a weird, so, so weird, a weird setting. Um, all right. Uh, Edgar, it's the question to you now. What's your favorite fantasy thing? Well, let's, uh, let's stay with anime and I'll say Naruto is my favorite fantasy thing. I just adore, I just adored super powered children. (laughs) Naruto (laughs) is like, it's like Harry Potter for ninjas, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and, in the same way, it's like the main character like doesn't know his own strength, but is like secretly the most powerful character to ever be created. And did you watch Demon Slayer? Series. Yes, yes, Demon I Slayer love Demon Slayer. Great. It's so great, but it's like, like also the same thing, right? It's like, oh, if he only knew, <laughs> he's the right? only one who could do this. He really was. It's got but that anime thing where the power keeps. The power keeps scaling up and scaling up, and the villains yes. keep getting more and more it's powerful. A, it's extremely that. Yes. But also, Naruto is great because, like, they'll be like, mission, mission, learning to be a ninja. And then you'll get a fun, like, school competition. And then they'll be like, we honestly just want to eat ramen every day. That's all yes. like, I want to do. Um, Absolutely. And there's like, so, it's like, just like in the X Men, the abilities are just like, it must be just a room of people being like, all right, what if this guy <laughs> is filled with bugs? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> this guy's filled with bugs. That's it. And, and his whole family. Everybody's filled with, with bugs. I feel bad for the that. bug family, guys. Put it on the list. <laughs> is that really a thing in Naruto? And his squad is like, one of them's like, my thing, wolves. And everyone's like, awesome, wolves. And the other guy's like, my thing, shadows. Cool. We love you, Shadow. Like, like Sequel yeah. Shadow is like, guys, I'm also here and it's all bugs all the time. <laughs> and it's like, I guess you're our I guess all bugs we, all the way down. All, all it's the way bugs, down. Bugs, on bugs, on bugs, on bugs. <laughs> like I would why would they hang out with him? I don't want cockroaches in my life. have been friends for generations. Ah. Generations. Listen, everyone's got a weird thing, and his thing is that he's filled with bugs. He's nasty <laughs> for those bugs. And he loves yeah, it. He and loves those love bugs. It. Loves those bugs. Love he does. I'm writing down filled with bugs just to see if I can get it into the Are adventure we somehow. You can't five. do this, Jared. You uh, can't. Just, it's not Call of Cthulhu. As much as you want it to be Call of Cthulhu, this game is not that. I do love Call of Cthulhu, but today we are playing Worlds Without Number, and I think I should tell you a little bit about how this game is different from Pathfinder, D&D 5e, you, you know, your normal yeah. dungeon crawl kind of a game. So first know. of all, it is based on a different kind of literature. You know, Dungeons and Dragons and Pathfinder, they have elves, they have dwarves, very much inspired by Tolkien. I love my Tolkien, but 
this game, Worlds Without Number, is based on some of the things that sort of inspired D&D, some of the fantasy that was around in the 60s and the 70s. So we're talking about authors like Jack Vance and his Dying Earth series. We're talking about my favorite, Michael Moorcock and his Elric series. Look at how badass that That's awesome. warrior is. <laughs> and uh, guys like Fritz Lieber and his Fofford and the Grey Mouser series. Um, so these books... Uh, they, they didn't have elves and dwarves. They were a little less like epics, uh, like the Lord of the Rings is. And they were a little more, um, focused on, uh, just the weird. There was less world building and there was more just like a, a psychedelic experience. There's a lot of mind bending stuff in these books. Less and world building, more weird building. More say? weird building. Thank you. I should, and, uh, please trademark that, uh, that saying. Hashtag weird building. <laughs> <laughs> Less world building, more weird building. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's a little different, but you'll find all of these books in the Appendix N of Dungeons and Dragons. Appendix N being this list that Gary Gygax compiled that said, oh, these are all the books I read that inspired this game. So you'll find all of those books there. Uh, now, these books are from the 60s and 70s, early 80s. And the rule set, Worlds Without Number, is sort of inspired by the Dungeons and Dragons of that period of the 70s and early 80s, specifically what's called BX D&D or Basic Expert D&D. Let me just say, that means, and the players, you guys need to keep this in mind. It's way more lethal. This, this Dungeons and Dragons type is way more lethal. I feel like if you play Pathfinder or D&D 5e, your character has a lot of hit points, they, they're pretty tough, especially if you get up to level five. In this game, you might start the game at level one with two hit points. That could happen to you. Um, but part of the fun well, of this game... Well, it won't be lethal if you don't attack us, Jared. Right, yeah. exactly. Well, part of the fun of this game is you'd be like, maybe somebody in the audience would go, well, why would I play that? Well, uh, this game, uh, I think uh, this type of play emphasizes strategy a little more instead of combat uh, and combat simulation. So I love a big, long Pathfinder combat. They're super fun. This game focuses a little bit more on exploration, maybe using your wisdom to avoid fights sometimes um, and uh, figuring out the secrets. A little more peace finder. I'm going to do this. Keep doing it. You're less world fire. building, more weird building, Hashtag less Pathfinder, peace more Peacefinder. <laughs> okay, loving this, um, loving this. So, all of, with that big spiel out of the way, uh, let's get into it with some character creation. Yes. This is my um, favorite part of any, of any game. Yeah. Uh, have I been dreaming about this for a week? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, coming right. in, I'm coming in with, like, a loose idea, and I'm very excited to, like, where my the corners are going to end up. Yes. Um, I can't wait to find out, too. Um, so we talked a little bit. Everybody's sort of chosen the, their basic concept and their class, more or less. So, um, Mary Lou, you were the first to respond that you with what you wanted to play. So before you choose a class, though, in the character creation process... It wants you to roll or assign your attributes, um, and they are 
you know, uh, the basic Pathfinder or D&D attributes. Strength, dex, con. Constitution is what con means. Intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. Yeah. Um, now, here is your choice. Okay, are you ready, Mary Lou? I didn't. You, okay, yes. And actually, everybody can do this. I don't know why I'm just focused on Mary Lou, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to her for right now. Because I'm but a if, star. <laughs> yes, because you're a big, shining star. So if, if Zach and Edgar want to do this at the same time, you certainly can. Um, you can either choose to assign an array of attributes, meaning you put a 14, 12, 11, 10, 9, and a 7 anywhere you want them, or you can roll 3d6 for all of your attributes and take the number that you're given. Um, if you do that, you can turn one of them into a 14, which is a plus one modifier score. Question. So, if yes, you, give if me my you, question. If you roll, are you rolling an array and then assigning them, or are you rolling... Whatever you roll for strength, that's your... Like, are you rolling in order? You're rolling in order. Oh, my God. Jesus yeah, that's you're rolling. If, because we have picked classes in advance, that is potentially a very, very bad idea. Well, here's why Here's why it sort of can still work. Because you can, if you roll, you can turn one of them into a 14 automatically, which is a plus right. one modifier. And um, because this game is a, a more based on, you know, old, classic 1980s D&D, the modifiers aren't as large as they were in, say, a modern version of the game. So uh, a plus one is, uh, let's see here, um, 14 through 17 is a plus one, and an 18 is a plus two. Um, and then uh, 8 through 13 is plus 0, uh, and a 4 through 7 is a negative 1. So... Dang. So it's it's you know you don't you don't get that like plus three or plus four that you might get in like a modern Pathfinder. Um, it's more it's it's so a plus one is pretty dang good. So you can change one of them into a fourteen. So let me ask Mary Lou first: Are you going to be rolling or assigning an array? Um, uh, all of my whole soul is telling me to assign an array, and that's why I'm going to roll. Okay, um, yeah, because girl. it's. Terrifying. That's the Mary Lou I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's so scary. I love it. So okay. the, the advantage of rolling is you, you may end up with higher scores than you get in the array. Like you, you may, may end up with a... Yeah. You may. I didn't. What, uh, what's your strength? <laughs> uh, my strength is a six. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> that's very bad. But That's very bad. You're probably going to, because be you're a warrior, you'll probably be turning that into, probably oh, I'm sorry, I just that. gave away, I just gave away your idea. Son um, of a bitch. I know, I'm so sorry. I, that's uh, okay. You may I be changing that later. I am a warrior. I was. I mean, I was probably just going to say it right then anyway. Yeah, I'm a warrior for sure, and strength is super important for me. Um, so probably not going to stay a six, but let's see. Okay, my dex is a ten. That's also... Not great, but not bad. Uh, okay. Oh, wow. Constitution is 13. Not bad. Not bad. Um, not great, but not bad. Um, intelligence is 10. Uh, wisdom <laughs> is 10. Just keep rolling 10. Okay. And cautionary tale. Charisma, oh, I know, guys. <laughs> oh, wow, and then charisma is uh, what is six plus two? Eight. 
Okay, so you know, I mean, someone that Here's knows about dice probability curves will tell you that's that seems like a pretty down the middle kind of roll. Yeah, pretty average roll. So, are we going to be changing that strength to a fourteen? You get to change one to a yeah, one hundred p. That strength is going to be a fourteen. Uh, that seems just like an absolute total party kill uh, waiting to happen if my strength is and six. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm strength 14, dex 10, con 13, intelligence 10, wisdom 10, charisma 8, which actually feels great for who I thought I was. Well, you you don't have any negative modifiers, um, you know, because everything is 8 to 13, right? Um, Your 14 gives you a plus 1, so make sure to record a plus 1 modifier beside your strength. And now let's ask Zach. Zach, are you going to be placing the array or rolling? No. After what Mary Lou just did, uh, could I possibly place an array? We have to roll. I don't know if that's the lesson you should have learned from what I just <laughs> The, le- the just, lesson was a lesson of bravery, and it, if it goes very bad, it goes very Here's the thing about my character that I'm sort of imagining. It doesn't matter. They could be okay. very bad. That's okay. okay. They'll just have to be very careful, which is what this game is about. Not just that. running into whatever. So here we go. Great. Okay, strange. I, do, I, I love like- that attitude. This is great. Okay, so... Uh, my strength is a seven. That's good. Excellent. That's a good first roll. Okay. Um, uh, I love that you said good. Oh, that's eleven for dexterity. Okay. That's a nine for constitution. Here we go. That's a That's a 14 for intelligence. Oh, there you Let's go. go. Uh, and you're going to get to assign a 14 to something else. So yeah. uh, you've already that's got... great. Yeah. Two plus one modifiers. Holy shit. That's a uh, 665. Um, that's... Well, 17. 17. That's, a, that's a 17 for wisdom. <laughs> wow. That's almost max. Um, of course. But and that's an 11 for charisma. Beautiful. Nice. So your 17 and your 14 are plus one, and you can change something else into a 14. Um, okay. I think. That's really great. Thank you. I feel pretty good about this. Now we see I, how rolling can be advantageous. I'm trying to think. I think it feels <laughs> right. That to, to you. It feels right to keep that. Well, I have a negative, though, right? I have My strength isn't a negative. Wait, anything below eight is a negative? That's yeah. right. You'll have a negative one in your strength. Okay. I would change um, that one. I'm, I'm, even though it is maybe not. Oh yeah. The, sorry. I'm the, here's here's the thing. I'm the law spoiler. I'm the mage. Yeah. Um, what do mages use for spellcasting in this game? Is it charisma or intelligence? I believe. Wow, what a great question. Let me look that up. But I believe that it might be a little bit. Um, Different entirely. It might be a little bit different entirely. It's just your magic skill. Oh, it's your magic skill, and that does get an attribute. And let me see what attribute is connected to it. You do have a magic skill that you use. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm really really happy for you, and I'm glad that something good happened to you, Zach, but I do wish it happened to me. I wish it did, Um, too. I'm just (laughs) going to be totally honest. Because my Uh, character is going to be holding over just like how... My character is an idiot, 
<laughs> so the fact that he has this high intelligence score is it well, maybe to be it's... a certain kind of smart. Don't don't worry about it. Okay, yeah, it's you'll figure it out. But he doesn't fight, so we're still looking at an easy full party kill. Um, Great. Well, don't worry. <laughs> I mean, basically what I'm going to do is make sure that uh, there are some backup characters in case that actually happens. Okay. And here we go. Magic skill. Uh, it says uh, intellectual scholarly benefits. Uh, I don't know. I think it's intelligence. Uh, let's just say that for now, and I will do a deep check on that okay. in a little bit. That's Love that's that. fine. That um, makes sense. I am going to. I, I think I'll 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 change my seven to a fourteen. Why, why not? Because why not? Feels feels safe. That feels smart. So pretty strong for. Uh, we a have mage. the same strengths. <laughs> Score. My character, I, I mean, it, the this mage will, and the warrior have the same strength score. That's right. Good. <laughs> no, that's great. Well, it just kind of points out how this game is sort of uh, unfair, um, and yeah. uh, we have to embrace that. In fact, when you are exploring Life's in this fair. game, you will not always run into encounters that are catered to your level. You have to decide. Wait, can we take these guys, or is this something that's like way out of our range of experience and uh, martial might? Uh, and then you should run away or hide, uh, and that is part of this game. Well, now, this I'm a, sounds kind um, of mean, but whatever. It is kind of mean, isn't it? Uh, it is an unforgiving bastard of a game. Oh, uh, I love it. These rules uh, and. Uh, we need to embrace it and just get in the get in the bastardy spirit of it. I'm going to turn to Edgar now. Edgar, mm. are you going to take an array or are you going to roll your attributes? Mm, mm, mm. What a choice! What a choice! What? I don't even remember what, what the choice. array numbers were. The array numbers point. aren't awesome. They are 14, 12, 11, 10, 9, and seven. So one negative two- one and one plus one. Oh, babe, we're rolling. Yeah, yeah, we're rolling. We've got two yeah. against the party. Actually, Let's go. Let's roll. Roll it. Let's roll it. All right, here we go. You One at a time. Hear, you will not hear I'm my clickety clacks. You're like, there's no clickety clacks. Just remember. Oh wait, sorry. Real, can I to make a tweak real quick? Of course. In the spirit of Mary Lou being strong, I am keeping my seven no. in strength. I'm, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a 14 in Constitution. Oh, smart. Okay, that's you gonna help what? with your hit points. That's that's pretty cool. Okay. All right, Edgar, what is the your roll 3d6 for strength? Twelve. Twelve. Not bad. Not bad. Did I write All right. That in my... <laughs> <laughs> All right. I gotta now. remember these. Twelve is great. <laughs> yeah, be sure to no, record is, it all on the sheet. Twelve is all powerful. Right. All right, what is your dexterity average. score? Ten. Okay, not bad. Constitution. Getting scared. Getting scared. No, no, ten's no, good. No, ten's no, no, no. Negative. Dice ten's zero. Fear. <laughs> we are strong and we are brave. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> 14! Hey, oh, there you go. A big natty 14. A big and now <laughs> intelligence. Come on, baby. 11. Okay. okay. If 
you could feel my heart beating right now. I this know. is why we do like, it, though. This is, what, this is why this we roll. Why it's just, sweat. It's just thumping. I'm like, please, 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 please. This is All why right. we do it. This What's one your... is a nine. A nine. Okay. That's your uh, that's wisdom, wisdom, right? That's still okay. no negatives. Yeah, that's okay, kind of amazing. Okay, baby. Come on. Do me right. An eight for charisma. Okay. So you get to change one of those into a 14. You already have a 14, which gives you a plus one modifier on dice rolls related to your constitution. It also gives you a plus one to your hit points because it's your constitution. It's your health score. Um, What are you going to turn into a 14? Um, You kind of talked about being an assassin, right? Um, Which I think translates in this game into the expert class, probably. Um, probably dexterity will be important to you, but it's up to you. Where, where do you want to put that free 14 that you get? Okay, so I had this I had this kind of like, I had this thought about this character and I really um, wanted, I don't want to, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say all of like what my dream was about this character. Okay. But I, what I feel I like I need is more charisma okay, okay. i think that's if that's what you feel i think that's what you should do also unless i am much mistaken there is a part later in character creation where your attributes can change again isn't there that is correct that okay. is right there is a uh, a part but you you roll to do that so um it's random again but i yes, think it's random again the dice have been fine to us so far pretty yeah, good you, actually above not average bad i would at all. say not bad at all. Not so, not a lot above average. We're gonna actually above average. <laughs> we're gonna get into the part you were just talking about right now, Zach, because we are now going to pick a background for each of our characters, and that is how you roll your skills. So, um, the backgrounds are basically who you were before you set off as an adventurer, and um, they are. Uh, I'm going to just say all of them for the audience. You guys should kind of pay attention and pick out the one that you think sort of fits you mm-hmm. because you'll be rolling on a skill table or maybe you'll be choosing. You can also choose just like with the attributes um, skills based on who you were. So there's artisan, barbarian, carter, hauling goods or riding post, um, courtesan, criminal, hunter, laborer, merchant, noble, Nomad, peasant, performer, physician, priest, uh, sailor, scholar, slave, soldier, thug, and wanderer. Uh, Don't make me say all that again. Okay, so um, starting with Mary Lou, what do you think your background was? And I can I can get into get into them again if you need no problem no no it's it's already pretty clear for me for my idea for my character and i'm sorry if i'm stepping on anyone's but i'm taking it first uh noble a noble okay excellent she was a noble so with the noble you uh when when you choose your background you automatically get a free skill that it gives you now in this game this is how unforgiving this game is when you get a skill, you'll see on your character sheet there's a little place where it lists all the skills. Yeah. The first the first time you get a skill, you get it at zero. That means when you roll the skill, 
you only add your attribute modifier that's attached to the skill. You don't roll it. You don't get any plus ones on the skill. If Dang. you keep if you keep improving the skill, you get a plus one and then maybe even a plus two. So, okay. but what you what you'll do when you get a skill is just put a zero, zero. beside the skill. That right. means you don't take a penalty when you use the skill. And <laughs> the noble's free skill is called lead. Lead, lead, so it's leader, oh, leadership. Geez. Yeah, yeah so you get sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're the party leader, Mary Lou. You just yeah, decided. Yeah, the leader. That's me. <laughs> have we have we chosen the wrong leader? No, nope. you absolutely have. But nope. we'll deal with that. I feel good. I feel good about it. <laughs> we'll deal with. I that. can't wait to see your leadership uh, in action. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, morale building, team building exercises. I'm great with morale. Yeah, um, just inspiring speeches. Uh, get ready. So you get lead at zero. Now, your choice uh, is you can roll for additional skills or pick your skills. If you pick skills, you can choose two more skills from the learning table for your background. Um, uh, you cannot pick entries from the growth table. Uh, if you choose to roll for skills, you can roll up to three times Dividing up your rolls between the growth and learning tables as you wish. When you roll on the growth table, some results may say plus two physical or plus two mental, uh, meaning you can add to your attributes as Zach was referring to. So, will you be rolling for skills or will you be choosing your skills? Let me just say, yeah. if you want to be a good warrior and not just like a leader type, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, you can still be a good warrior. If you choose the warrior class, you're still going to get that plus one attack bonus. You're still going to get some things that are going to improve your combat abilities. Um, Noble does not have any rolls that add to physical. It has yeah, only it's the all only. Mental. You would have to roll a one on a d6 and be able to add to to strength. Any stat. Yeah, to strength. Mm. So maybe yeah. you should just choose. I don't I'm know. Just gonna, I'm just going to choose. Okay, great. So, um, you can only choose from the learning table, and you can choose two. Um, and I see that one of the options is any combat skill. So you could choose uh, yeah. melee or uh, there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So these are my, these are okay. Great. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, one of them is going to be ride. That's oh, very great. important to my character. <laughs> we'll talk about this later. <laughs> Are horses becoming involved already, Mary? Don't, don't, don't uh, read into it. Don't read into it. Okay, it yeah. might be something that surprises you. Okay. Don't read into it. Ride. I don't know how to read, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, ride is definitely one of them. And then I think I just, to be, to not be an idiot, I gotta do any combat. So, yeah. Right. Those and will be- that be melee? That will be melee. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I think it's called stab in this game. Uh, if stab. I'm not mistaken, that actually works really well for me. So, yeah, no, I'm pretty uh, happy with you stab people with things. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, amazing. All right, and those Great. are both going to be zero. And you're going to get yes, they'll be at zero. Meaning you're going to anytime you roll a skill, you roll two d six against the difficulty. The difficulty is usually eight. Sometimes it might be lower, like six or higher, like twelve. Right. Okay. Um, and you try to hit that you know result or higher, that difficulty or higher. Um, so uh, when you roll a skill, you also add an attribute modifier. So, for example, your strength would matter with stab. So mm-hmm. you'd get your plus one that you have in strength, and then you add the skill level. So if you got your combat skill up to plus one, you'd be adding plus one for your attribute and then plus one for your skill 
uh, to that 2d6 roll. Um, that's how skills work. Um, attack rolls work a little differently, and uh, actually a stab skill would mostly be used for attacking. But occasionally mm-hmm. there's this thing that happens. This is very important to keep in mind. This is a way you guys can strategize. There's a thing called an execution attack, where if you successfully sneak up on someone, instead of rolling a d20 against their armor class, you just roll against the difficulty with your skill. Uh, like I like I just described with 2d6, and you can murder them like an assassin uh, right there without having to knock down all of their hit points. This all sounds like, like Edgar's job, yeah. if I'm being totally honest. <laughs> so I hope you were listening, buddy. Edgar, I hope <laughs> you understood uh, that, because yeah. that was your job. Okay, great. Uh, all right, great. So that takes care of Mary Lou. Yeah, uh, I'm, let's, I'm good. Let's talk to Zach. Zach, what is your I, background going to be? My background is artisan because my mage is a failed blacksmith. <laughs> Great. Uh, that. Fantastic. That gives you the free skill of craft at zero. And when I am filling out this sheet, good question. Yeah. Um, when I For the attributes, do I also put in the modifiers or should the sheet do that by itself? Because I put them yeah, in. I think you have to put them in. Okay. With yeah, negatives think, and pluses and all that? Yes, I think okay. so. I Fair mean, uh, however it's easiest for you to remember with your notation, but plus uh, plus one for like a 14 or above. Got it, got it, got um, it, got it. Okay. Um, so are you going to roll or are you going to, no, are you going to choose? My, I rolled well. There's absolutely no way that that luck will hold through this also thing. Um, <laughs> um, what are... It doesn't say what attributes are used for what skills here. it doesn't so I think that that gives me a little leeway as your game master and Got I it. think that often it will be the thing that's the most obvious so magic most obviously uh, connects to intelligence um, you know uh, there's Got a lot it. of skills here like connect which is like um, finding contacts who can help you in a town or village or city convince which is persuading people these are all your choices for an artisan uh you can uh take craft exert which exert is sort of important because it's like jumping pushing things climbing doing things that are physically laborious mm. um i don't think i'm good at those yeah i'm sure no, it is important, which is but just i don't knowing. think i can do them yeah no, which is just knowing things. Notice, sort of important. That's basically your perception skill that lets you find fine details in the environment. And trade allows you to make make those fat stacks of cash while you're moving through these uh, feudal monarchies. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to take notice, and I'm going to take. Um, have all the all this wisdom. I'm trying to think of like how to incorporate that into the character. Notice really helps with the wisdom. I okay. mean, uh, yeah, notice is connected to that for okay, sure. Okay, great. Then that's that. Um, yeah. And then I'll take... Um, oh, because trade is also knowing, like, the value of things, right? Yeah. With my background, I think that sort of makes sense, at least within my field. I'm going to take, take notice and trade. Okay, you get both of those at zero. Um and uh, I, I like that he uh, probably won't improve his craft because he was a failed blacksmith, right? Yeah, he's he's tried to blacksmith, but because he is inherently magical, like it just doesn't work. Mm. Like the rules of that should like apply to blacksmithing get like absolutely physics. messed up when he tries to do it. Um, 
Like what? What happens? Like uh, well, he- there's a there's a there's a subclass of of mage called an elementalist, which is all about like the elements. And because he is new at that, it's like fire doesn't like some like he heats things up when he's not supposed to and like the metal like the (laughs) earth bends like if he figured it out he could be a really good magical blacksmith but in the early stages of knowing magic it just it makes blacksmithing fucking impossible (laughs) because that's an unknown variable that's just like doing its own thing at the the same time yeah part of the lore of like part of the reason that um worlds without numbers sorry to step on like the lore of it jared but like what's so interesting about this game is that like of worlds without number the reason that there is like not a lot of scientists is because the world has been like broken and rebuilt and broken and rebuilt by so many like otherworldly powers and like aliens and stuff over time that the natural laws do not behave the way they are supposed to. Like you can't build like an electrical machine because electricity does not like the laws of physics are broken here, which is why like blacksmithing is as far as we got because it's, (laughs) it's, it's like, it's the only thing we can rely on is like the metal will probably be hard today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, yes. Uh, it's called the legacy, right? Like uh, at one point, like, at one point, like these noble thought houses ruled the earth with yes. psychic powers. Uh, earlier than that, outsiders, which were like Cthulian entities, had enslaved all of humanity. Uh, it, there's just been many empires. This is, it's called the latter earth, which means uh, earth has been through a lot of shit been for tens of thousands, millions of years. Uh, and it has left the legacy, which is there are so many uh, maybe nanites in the air or maybe reality has been kind of warped so many times that magic now works. Um, let us turn and to science Edgar. Doesn't. <laughs> and science doesn't. That's I'm going right. to change my mind again. I'm going to take no instead of trade. No like instead of trade. Okay, yeah. great. Cool. That's that's good. Okay, you'll be able to like kind of just know things about history or... Um, uh, geography, things about your environment, you'll just know things. Alright, Edgar, turning to you, what is your background? Alright, so I just want you to know I'm in really deep waters right now and I'm not sure what this means for me. So I'm just really going to lean on your expertise when I say that I am a wanderer. A wanderer, I love that. Okay. So are you going to roll for skills or are you going to choose them? Okay, so I'm going to choose them because okay. I think if I wrote them, I would only choose myself more. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yes, uh, you. S- <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, uh, as a wanderer, you get survive automatically, and you get that at zero. All right. And uh, now, my friend, you can look at the learning table here on page uh, 17, and you can choose two from the learning table. A combat skill is probably a good idea, and that's one of the choices. And then the others are up to you. Okay, so um, let's do any combat, but what are the combat skills? Stab, shoot, and punch. I like stab. I like stab. Uh, Oh, interesting. Okay, great. Uh, Take stab at zero. And uh, then you get to choose one more from that learning table. All right. I think what I will choose from the learning table is 
Drum roll. Sneak. Ooh. Gotta yeah. take sneak. You it's gotta, take, gotta sneak. take sneak. You gotta, you gotta have, take sneak. It's super important in these games that you have someone who can sneak. Someone's gotta bit. sneak. Mary Lou and I, sneak. I can tell you right now. Ain't gonna be me. I'm loud. <laughs> Mary Lou's on some sort of beast that she's riding around. Hashtag gotta sneak. Okay. We got sneak. it. So those are all your skills, Edgar, for your character. And, and they're all at zero. They're all at zero, meaning you roll the 2d6 and you add only your attribute modifier if it applies. Um, do you have a dexterity of... Uh, no, you haven't added to dexterity, so your sneak right now would just be a 2d6 roll. But look at it this way. When you have the zero, you don't take the negative one modifier for not being trained in a skill. Um, Fantastic. So uh, now we are going to choose our classes and the classes um, give us uh, more benefits. Often they give us more skills. They decide our attack bonus and all kinds of important things like that. And I'm going to start in reverse order that I've been going this time and stick with Edgar here. Edgar, do you think that your character is an expert? I think he's not a mage or a warrior. We could have two warriors or there is the class called adventurer where you mix two classes together. So you could be like a warrior expert or a expert mage or something like that. I think my character is an expert. Okay, great. Pure expert. Sure. Unsullied so, expert. Raw. Undilute expert. raw. OG. Organic. <laughs> 100% p. 100% Okay, great. So um, you start at level one and you get 1d6 hit points to start. Now, does that mean in this horrible game that you actually roll that number? That is correct. Which That's means you could so have one evil. hit point. Yes, but uh, I will point out that it looks like Edgar's character has a plus one in his... Uh, Constitution. So you could be a big, strong person with two hit points. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Or maybe cool. he'll roll a six and he'll have seven hit points. I think he'll roll a six. Okay. Should we roll that now? Yes. Allow me to. I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> Please don't. It'll be gross to I'm gonna, watch. I'm gonna throw up. Three. Okay. Three, That's and then three. add a one. Add one to it, so you have a big whopping. Four hit points. You're basically okay. immortal. You're basically okay. gonna live forever. Listen, that's why that sneak's gonna come in so handy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, go ahead and give your, go ahead and give yourself a plus zero in your attack bonus, and then you're gonna get to pick two focuses. The focuses are like special abilities. They often give you a skill as well, an extra skill as well. Um, two focuses. So go ahead and start looking through the focuses, but I just want to talk about your class abilities. This is something important to remember for your character. Uh, you have something called Masterful Expertise. Once per scene, the expert may re-roll any non-combat skill check as an instant action. This allows the expert to make a roll and then immediately use this ability if the resulting total isn't good enough to succeed. So if that sneak check fails, you can go masterful expertise and just roll it again. All right. Um, You also have a class ability called quick learner. When you advance a character level, you gain an extra skill point. Uh, So you get very good at skills way more quickly than the other classes. Um, We will talk about your focus picks in a minute. I'm going to let you look over those for a minute. Those start on page 22. um, And I'm going to ask Zach, 
We, we you we already gave it away. You're the mage, I'm right? The mage, baby. The Are mage. you full mage? Full mage? Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I am going. I'm not going to do mage expert adventure. I'm going to just go full mage. I thought nope. about it, and then I thought, in this campaign, are we going to get to the high levels of item crafting? Probably not. <laughs> so, I'm sticking with full mage. Yeah, this is a five-session campaign. Here. Really more four sessions, because we're doing a lot of character creation this time. Um, so, <laughs> the hit dice, the hit points for the mage are 1d6 minus 1. That is no so way. evil. No, that's that is good. so evil. No, it's really great. Okay, let's see what we get here. Well, you have a plus one in your constitution, that's right? That's a five, baby. So that's a, <gasps> oh, that's, that's a constitution plus one, minus one, where it's five. Yeah. Five flat. You have five. Yeah. Nicely nice. done. Nice. That was an important role. Imagine being stoked to have five hit points. <laughs> I don't have to imagine it. I'm living it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um. Now, your class ability is your arcane tradition. You may pick one magical tradition to represent your occult powers. Let's get into that in a little bit. Um, and you get one focus. So look over the focuses. Maybe you've already chosen your focus. Uh, I'm going to ask everybody about it in a minute. Um, and But right now, we're going to talk to Mary Lou about her warrior. Mm-hmm. Mary Lou, um, you get a ton of hit points. You get... <laughs> 1d6 plus 2 hit oh, points. Oh, yeah, that's ready so to, much. Ready to wo- roll them now? Yeah. <laughs> okay, 4. Plus 2. So plus 2, six. so 6. Plus, plus your constitution, unless you don't have a bonus. Plus 0. Yeah, yeah. to 13. You're so. still the strongest of all of us. Ooh. And you at start least with the a- most vital. <laughs> yes, yeah. and you start with an attack bonus of plus 1, which is really important, too. Woo! Okay. So make sure you put that in because the other characters had plus zero attack bonus. And then you get two focus picks. One that's any focus pick and one that's specifically like a warrior focus pick. Okay. Um, and your class abilities are as follows. You have one called Killing Blow. Whenever a warrior inflicts damage with any attack, uh, spell, or special ability, they may, ad- may add half their character level rounded up to the damage done. This so damage is also... Damage. Yes. Um... This damage is also add to the shock damage. So this game, oh, this game is rough. So anytime you fight, even if you miss your attack bonus, if you're threatening someone with a sharp melee weapon of some sort, you automatically do something called shock damage. Mm -hmm. Um, And all of the weapons have shock damage. So every time you engage with a foe or they engage with you, it works both ways. Mm -hmm. They do a little bit of damage just from kind of beating at you, even if they don't get a full hit. Mm -hmm. Um, That's uh, a very uh, interesting um, wrinkle to this system. You also have a class ability called Veteran's Luck. Once perceived as an instant action, the warrior may turn a missed attack they have made into a hit. Alternately, they may turn a successful attack against them into a miss. Also as an instant action. This ability is particularly lethal when used with the make a snap attack action. We'll get into that later. But um, you can turn a hit against you into a miss, or you can turn a miss against an enemy into a hit. And now I will go back to our friend Edgar and say, Oh, man. Are you ready? Oh, I am. But now I feel like I've... I've mucked things up. So here are the foci that I would like to select. Okay. Assassin. Uh-huh. And diplomatic grace. 
Oh wow! Okay, so that's uh, right. Assassin, uh, the this is what assassin gives you by choosing this focus, which are these special advantages for characters. You gain sneak as a bonus skill. You can c- conceal an object no larger than a knife from uh, from anything less invasive than a strip church. Excuse me, strip search. Ooh, the okay. game just got sexy. You can draw or produce this object as an on-turn action, uh, and your point-blank or thrown melee attacks made during a surprise round cannot miss the target. That's amazing. Okay, so that's a lot of stuff. Um, but go ahead and take your sneak from zero to plus one. Okay, there you go. That's that was I, I didn't muck it up. No, I just, okay. just got, you just got more and more powerful. Yeah. Yes, even sneakier. Even yeah. sneakier. And let's look at diplomatic grace. Gain convince as a bonus skill, so you get that at zero. You speak all the languages common to your region of the world and can learn new ones at a workable level in a week. Reroll ones on any skill check related to negotiation or diplomacy. That's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Reroll one. That, uh, so it's not just a flat reroll, but it's a rerolling if you roll a one. That's pretty good. Sure. Uh, and, I, and you got convince at zero now. So that's convince pretty great. At zero. Sneak at plus one. I'm feeling dastardly. Mm. Yes. I, I love, I, I totally kind of get how this character is forming up. Um, all right. Let's turn to Zach. Zach. Now. It doesn't. I'm a little bit confused about how the magic skill works. There does not seem to be any indicator of like how to raise it ever at all. Um, none well, of this, like none of the skills have it. None of the foci have it. None of the foci have it. The backgrounds don't have it. But I think you get it with your arcane tradition. Your oh. arcane tradition automatically comes with some magic skill. Okay. Um, I think for my, based on what I'm sort of imagining here, I think I'm going to take armored magic. In this game, the sort of assumption is that, like, wearing heavy clothes gets in the way of channeling magic. But if if this dude discovered magic while working, like, as a blacksmith, <laughs> I think that's, that would have that been, like, you know, that's his training moon from Dragon Ball Z. Like, that's just what he knows as normal. So... I think it's a great, that's right. I think it's a great choice and it totally fits the concept and uh, it does something very simple. You can cast spells or use art while wearing armor that has an encumbrance value of no more than two. You can use a shield while casting, provided your other hand is empty for gesturing. So no weapon in your hand, just a shield <laughs> and some magic. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay, great. And then uh, that was the only focus you get because your other thing is your arcane tradition, which we'll get into in a second. Mary Lou, what are your two focuses? Okay. Um, I think I have to choose Ryder based on my character. Oh, um, wow. Okay, great. Are you sort of envisioning that we are going to spend a lot of time riding around in this campaign, Mary Lou? <laughs> no, but I did. Um, I did envision uh, uh, making Jared uh, play as my noble steed. <laughs> <laughs> Let me practice. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Jared, that's so maybe, good. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe it's just like a character trait and not actually like something um, a, a part of like my. Um, 
I don't. I don't mean to convince you away from it. You have the ride skill. No, I'm yeah, just, I already I'm worried have that it. you are crafting a character that is that, like gonna, won't be able to use these. <laughs> will be like, yeah. can we go in this tavern? Actually, no. I have to you stay have on horse. this horse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, then I, I have the other two because I didn't really want to choose rider because it didn't feel that useful. Then don't do um, it. I'm not going to choose rider. Okay, great. But just know that that's like in my heart. You're going to get more foci later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. If that's oh, not right. true, I actually don't know if that's true. That is Let's true. Pretend you like can, it's when, true. You, when you level up, and I think based on how the rules work, you level up from one to two pretty quickly. Okay. So it's very likely we will level up in the course of these five episodes. Probably we'll do character creation so well that we'll gain experience from that and level up. Oh my God, totally right. <laughs> it's not impossible. Um, Yeah, that is impossible. Okay. Well, Well, this one is for sure. This is this is my character, and that's shocking assault. Shocking Um, assault. (laughs) That sounds really tough. I yes, my character was born um, with a just natural, not predilection, but predisposition toward ultraviolence. Just really. Capable of incredible violence. Not a violent person, but capable of incredible violence. So shocking assault. I'm extremely dangerous to enemies around me. The ferocity of my melee attacks stress and distract enemies even when my blows don't draw blood. And your allies, I would say. Uh, probably. I can kill that. That's I'm true. Awesome. I'm already I'm stressed out. Are you good? Good. Um, <laughs> I, and I t- had already taken stab. But I'm so, thinking, I don't know. Since Edgar's character has stab, I might want to go full into punch. I don't know. What do you guys think? Is that I mean, a you, silly if move? If it gives you stab, you can level up stab and be very I, good at stab. Yeah, you, get, no, exactly. you go up to one and stab. Which no, that's would, what I mean. Would I go up? Should I go? I would either go up to one and stab or change my previous one to be punch and go up to one and punch. I don't know. We got a noble that right. rides around on a horse, then gets off and punches people. I love it. Uh, or we have the traditional. My, my stab to shoot. Well, I don't. that's not what I want. I don't want to make you do anything at all. Oh, also, no. you're good at stabbing. You're going to go excuse people for us. <laughs> As a party, um, we all. I think if if you picture your, I think if you picture your character holding a weapon, then I would go with stab. And if you picture them punching, then I would go. With, I wouldn't worry about what everyone else is. All right, I'm going to go with stab. I just don't know what my weapon is yet, but we'll we'll guess we'll get there together. Oh, we're going to get into that. Um, also, your weapon treats all targets if, as if they are uh, armor class ten, which is important to that shock damage I was talking about earlier. Shock okay. damage always has a uh, you know a minimum AC that you have to hit in order to do shock damage. Mm-hmm. You uh, you treat everybody like they're armor class ten and do shock damage all the damn time. Um, so that's really great. And like now that, that we have chosen our foci, I am going to take a short ad break. When we come back, we will finish character creation. You're watching the Game Garage here on the Glass Cannon Network. We'll be right back. We're back with the Game Garage on the Glass Cannon Network where we're playing Worlds Without Number, an incredible fantasy sandbox game from Kevin Crawford and Cine Nominate Publishing. And before we went to the break, I said that we had picked all of our focuses, but I was wrong. We uh, Mary Lou has one more focus to pick for her character. Uh, and Mary Lou, what will your second focus be? It's going to be pretty simple because I scrapped Ryder, didn't feel right, and I already had Shocking Assault 
And the thing is, I'm just going to choose it again. So there are wow. two levels to shocking assault. Shocking. I'm just incredibly. Sho- I'm just incredibly shocking. That in is, my assault. That's really shocking. You're um, like the Spider-Man villain, the shocker, and that you are <laughs> shocking. So shocking. Yeah. I'm shocked that you're doing this. In addition yeah. <laughs> to the what, the advantages you got from your level one shocking assault, you gain a plus two bonus. To the shock damning damage rating of all melee weapons and unarmed attacks that do shock. Mm-hmm. Uh, as usual, regular hits never do less damage than this shock would do on a miss. So um, even if I miss, I still do damage. Yeah, because you of the pl- shock, I do you shock do damage. Plus two, you do plus two to whatever that damage is. Now the shock is like mental shock, right? It's not like... It's not like Pikachu. Like an, like, yeah. <laughs> you're, not the, you're not the Pikachu of warrior of, no, of lords. No. no it is I'm not like, electricity. Okay. I'm like uh, shocking and appalling. Sort of like <laughs> that kind of shock. Wild clothing choices. I think it's just <laughs> yeah. like... You know, if, if if someone's coming after you with a a sword or a war hammer, and you're like dodging it, and like it's hitting your shield and it's scraping your uh, uh, shoulder, that's the damage we're talking about from shock damage. That even uh, even if they're not getting a direct hit, they are whittling away at you. Uh, you know, there's attrition from just taking on someone. With a melee weapon, you could have um, stopped at someone is coming after you with a warhammer. I'd be dead. I would. My heart would explode. Right yeah. for I'd you, be like would a be bird on the Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. I'm just dead. So uh, I'll just say, like it says, focus picks plus one any and plus one warrior. Well, that fits. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Which ones are warrior? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, and I think that definitely shocking assault is warrior. Yeah, and the other one is Annie, so you're fine. Um, All right. Let us talk to Zach about his arcane tradition and uh, maybe the the spells that you've chosen. So when you look at your arcane tradition, it should say that you get magic uh, skill at level zero. Um, I'm pretty damn sure that that's true. You would think. Magic starts on, like, page 60, right? Um, it starts, yeah, it starts on page 60, and I think in the initial description of uh, choosing an arcane tradition, it might tell you that you get that skill. Uh, but uh, definitely, definitely your your arcane tradition gives it to you. Okay. Um, I have chosen the arcane tradition of elementalist as sort of my thematically. This is not, like, a studied wizard... This is just someone that has uh, control over earth, wind, and fire. Mm-hmm. The band. Um, <laughs> You're their manager. I'm the manager of the band. They just, they earth, wind, fire. They're very skilled fighter. There's a lot of them, and they niggle like that band is big. It's like herding cats. To, it's oh, like herding yeah. very talented musical cats. Mm-hmm. Oh, here it is. So there it is. All Ele- elementalist game magic is a bonus skill acquiring at level zero or level one if it was already at level zero. But how? But that's my question. How would it already be at anything other than that? Nothing gives magic in this game. I don't know. I legit don't know. Not that I've seen. I guess if you pick like Xenoblooded or like right. or one of the like divine origin things, and you were like, my thing is magic. Can um. I do that? My no. class, my class is is God, I'm a God. child. 
Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say you cannot do that. Okay. Uh, and we are going to go with a few uh, full human lineup uh, this time. Um, Great. Because I, I was too lazy up. to go off and design a bunch of Xeno-blooded or, you know, alternate uh, races, legacies. Um, although the book does give you some. The book gives you so much. I just want people to know out there, this is a thick book. You detailed. can design yeah, you can design your entire adventure and world with a series of roles, and it already gives you a default setting. Um, so it's all in there. But uh, great. So you get that magic skill, and then I believe, since you're going full elementalist, right? Not partial. That's um, right. You get four spells. You can prepare three of them per day, but you can only, at level one, you can only cast one per day. Love it. So... Have you ch- and and you can choose? I believe from the high magic and elementalist spell lists. Yes, that's correct. So, what have you chosen? Okay, um, where do I put this on the character sheet? Oh no, those are arts, and this is high magic. Okay, great. So, the first one that I chose, which I think is the only high magic spell I'm taking, specifically because it feels like a funny blacksmith spell. The first one that I am choosing is called. Ward Pact Invocation, which, if I understand it correctly, takes a weapon and makes it not work. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Ward Pact Invocation. I'm and that, is a, that is a high magic spell. High magic, right. Okay. Or it can take um, a person and make them basically immune to weapon damage. But you tell me if, if I'm understanding that correctly. Well, I have to look it up. You say it's called War Pact Invocation. War, war, de, war de Pact Invocation. It's not in the element. It's it is in the high map. Here, I'll read it. The spell may be cast in two different forms. If it targets a creature within two hundred feet, the target becomes partially immune to physical weapons. Any weapon hit on them requires the attacker to make a successful physical save, or the hit is negated. Lasts for one round per caster level. Blah 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 blah. Notes notes notes. Can't target the caster. Okay, I can't do it to myself. Mm. Here's, um, here's another one. How I that's intend a great to, one. That's a great spell. I intend to use it this way. If a if it targets a visible weapon within 200 feet, that weapon is rendered entirely harmless and unable to inflict damage for the rest of the scene. With no saving throw, the spell may only affect a given target or weapon once per scene. Natural body weapons aren't affected. So basically, I take my bad blacksmithing and be like, your sword is broken. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't work no matter how many times you hit people. (laughs) That's amazing. And I'll just say, like, you know, you get less spells maybe or you you can only you can cast them less times than in uh, other modern um, dungeon crawl games. But these spells are a little more powerful. I think that's a pretty. Yeah, the spells are wild. Um, That's totally OP, bro. It's super um, OP, and I'm going to totally abuse it until they change the meta. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to choose elementalist skills for the other ones. I'm going to take flame scrying. Flame scry. Here's another reason that he couldn't blacksmith. Every time he was around a fire, he would hear all these voices in his head. And that's because <laughs> flame scrying means that you can basically eavesdrop on anything within an open flame within 30 feet of you. Oh, you can... Wait, anything that's within 30 feet? The elementalist becomes aware of the approximate location of all open flames within 30 feet. They may choose one of these flames as a focus for the scrying, allowing them to see and hear 
everything going on there. Which, if you were trying to blacksmith, would be extremely distracting. distracting. <laughs> right, and it's 30 feet uh, per caster level, so at level 2, it's 60 feet, I think, and, uh, you know, level 3, it's 90 feet, wow. so that's pretty cool. Um, Alright, what else? I'm going to take Elemental Favor. The Elementalist makes a direct appeal to non-magical earth, stone, water, or fa- uh, flame, or air, no larger than a 10-foot cube. Uh, and at the end of the round, the mass will move or reshape itself within that um, space. So awesome. That rocks. It does rock, and it can move rocks. Um, <laughs> I have one more spell. I know, and I'll never use uh. any of these because I only prepare three, and I only cast one. Um, let's take... Oh, it has to be level one. I will say in this game, because of how fragile your characters are and because of you know how Zach needs to re you know re uh, generate his spells every day you may spend a little more time going okay we go in the dungeon we explore a little bit we get out we go we, leave. we go back we the go next home. day listen we have time we go we back to our jobs and our wives <laughs> and our husbands and that's completely fine that's part of go the back strategy to my horse. <laughs> you should um, always be wondering should we go a little farther or should we get out now I'm um, going to take Elemental Spy is my last one, which is basically you take, uh, in- enhance, you enchant a stone, ounce of liquid, flame no smaller than a candle, or a particular plume of smoke or incense, and for one day, as long as the charmed object is not destroyed, dispersed, or consumed, as a main action, I can see and listen to anything around the object as if I was standing there, which is almost exactly the same as the flame one, but it can be just like, that rock is my nanny cam now. Right, uh, and I think that we should refer to it as a nanny cam, uh, and, and and use it that way. Really, I'm kidding, uh, but which one that? That's princess. princess. There, princess. there are there are rules for hiring, um, you know, helpers, and I mm-hmm. think you guys should definitely grab a nanny. All right. <laughs> so, uh, and I, I just want to say, you also with your arcane tradition get arts. Um, Arts are sort of powers that are always on, kind of. They're like at-will uh, like at spells, right? Like, you can use them with effort. I don't really uh, understand effort super much, but it's like you get one spell a day, but arts you can use as long as you have. They, like, don't do as much. They're, like, minor stuff, right? They're minor, but and you like have to commit trip. effort to them. Yeah, uh, yes, exactly. So, uh, for example, the two that you get, I, I believe, uh, automatically are uh, elemental resilience. You are unharmed by mundane extremes of cold or heat uh, less than that of a furnace. You suffer only half damage from magical or extremely intense flame or frost attacks. Pretty good. I'm going to walk into all sorts of fires and only taking half damage but still dying (laughs) because I have five (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then elemental sparks. You can conjure petty amounts of flame Water, ice, stone, or wind sufficient to do small tricks, chill drinks, light candles, or do other minor things. You can chill my drinks! The book also specifically says, which is such a funny thing, that I feel like in Dungeons and Dragons, if you have um, prestidigitation, or what's the other one called? The one Thaumaturgy? Is- yes. There's like, people are using it all the time to do crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and this, this book is like, hey, no. Elemental Sparks... <laughs> Only once per session can this skill be used to solve an actual problem of any kind. <laughs> it's basically telling you, like, this is a skill that is meant to be useless. And yeah. it does it, 
It does say that. This art cannot actually be useful in solving a problem or overcoming a challenge more than once per game <laughs> session. It's so funny. They're game like, hey, session. For game session, right? So like us meeting to play. They'd be like, yeah. this cool thing that like you want to do magic all the time, guess what? You can, oh, but it's all bullshit. None of it matters and doesn't do anything. Zach, I really drinks. want you to try to use it more than once in a game session and see if you can slip it past me. Okay. Ooh. okay. Challenge accepted. And it, it, I'm, I'm going to be so proud more. if I go, I'm sorry, you've already used Elemental Sparks to solve a problem <laughs> once per game <laughs> session. This, game is, session. this is going to become a debate on whether or not we are solving a problem. <laughs> uh, you're creating a problem, so go ahead. Uh, all right. Uh, since we have all of that chosen, um, you can now pick one skill of your choice to reflect your hero's outside interests, natural talents. Oh wait, hobby I get expertise. one more art, don't I? Sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes. What's uh, you get to choose an art? Did you do you get three arts? I didn't realize. Uh, I get those two that come with it, and I get a choice of one. I believe. Okay, great. Let yes, me please go ahead. That, that is true. You get a lot of stuff. That's awesome. Uh, level one arts gain, elemental resistance, elemental sparks, and anyone. Okay, yes. Yes. Um, here's my question. Will, will I be totally screwing us if I do not take one that does damage? Because right now I don't think I have anything that does damage of any kind. Listen, the game is not all about combat. I, I, I want to stress the fact that, you know, it's important to have some combat skill mm. if you get into a tight spot. But it's okay not to focus on that and to figure out ways to explore or solve problems once per day if you're using Elemental Sparks. Um, <laughs> you can basically go another way if you'd like. Okay. You probably want one, though, right? Like, well, I've got the one that makes swords break. Which one? And that's useful. That this is useful. Very useful. Um, I don't think... Because there's one that's like Elemental Blast, which is like you throw magic. And I think at some point leveling up, I would take that eventually. But I yeah. think what I'm actually going to take is uh, Flame Sight, because again, it's funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> commit effort on turn while the effort... Effort is like inspiration, right? You're either using it or you're not. Right. And once um, you use you can it, it's only, gone. Basically, only one of these, I think, can be turned on at a time, because you've put your effort... I think your uh, effort like concentration? is... concentration? So, yeah, that's what yes. I meant. Concentration. And some commit it for the day. Like, once you use it, it's gone. Some yeah. commit it for a turn. Some commit it for a scene. Um, yeah. I am going to take... No, I got a bunch of, like, spy stuff <laughs> already. Well, Flame Sight basically gives you dark vision. It gives it, you, it, well, it gives you eyes that are flashlights. It, it gives, <laughs> like, light comes out of your eyes and, il and il illuminates things in front eyes. of you. Flashlight eyes. And it lets you see in, like, thermal vision, which, Ooh, is, right. which is the dark side part of it. Like, you see, like, which is very cool. It can help you detect creatures that give off a heat signature which might not be immediately uh, apparent right um, yeah sneaky little things boys like yeah um, um, but what's what's what do you have something else you prefer no the other one I was thinking of was rune of destruction which is basically you make a thing blow up if anything gets close to it um, which feels that like one sounds pretty cool I think I'm gonna take it because it also feels like a thing that is an accidental blacksmithing thing. It was you like, would have that. yeah, I was like trying to hammer thing and then I blew up an anvil cause whatever. Mm -hmm. So rune of destruction, this is effort for the day. So again, it's like what, this is one a day. That's and what done. you get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you might. All right. Yeah. 
Uh, perfect. Uh, that's I'm very excited to see that go off at some point. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll look up effort again. But I think it basically uh, broad strokes means you can't have two of these on at a time at level one. It's, you can kind of choose one. Yeah, it says in, on the character sheet, it says current effort and max effort. So I don't know what calculates that, but it does seem like at some point your effort can go up. You just have a set pool of it. Yeah, I think it, I think it has to do with level, but I will I will check on that. At any rate, it is now time for all of us to choose our final skill, and then we'll pick our equipment. So, um, pick one skill of your choice to reflect your outside interests, talents, hobbies. I, as your game master, say it can be something you already have. If you'd like to get a zero up to a one, huh. now is the time. Um, Does it say no magic in this thing? It does not say that. Okay, I'm going to take magic then for mine. I think that's a very smart idea. Uh, what about what about the other two? Can I take can I change convince from a 0 to a 1? Great. That's great great idea. And I can't make something that's a 1 a 2 because I'm just level 1. I think that you can in fact. I can? Yeah, mhm. Great. Then I'm going to make stab too. You are a very you are a very dangerous character. We'll talk. Yeah. Because you've got pl- you have plus 1 strength, right? I have plus 1 strength. Then you have a plus 1 attack bonus. Yes. Then you have plus, plus if you're two. using if you're using your uh, stab skill, you have plus 2. So you're you have a plus 4 when you are making to hit rolls. And then plus 2 shock. Plus 2 shock damage. Um so <laughs> Everybody's got what they like in terms of their final skill. Yeah. And uh, that brings us, I believe, to our equipment packages. Um, and uh, I think you should just choose a package instead of spending silver, if that's okay, just to speed things up a little bit. Yeah, I don't um, want to do that. If, if people really hate the starting weapon for their package, I might be convinced to let them switch out a weapon as long as it's not a super premium weapon. Um, and... This sort of def- determines your armor class as well, your your gear here. So that's important. Um, what page is this? Let me Sorry. see. Equipment packages. There's one called Adventuring Peasant, Ranger or Archer, Armored Warrior, Roguish Wanderer, Gentry Wayfarer, or Mage, Healer, or Scholar. Uh, but for example, Zach, you probably don't want to choose the Mage equipment package. Because I can because use it armor. It, yeah. yeah, you can use armor. So... You might take something else. Um, what looks good? Oh, by the way, this is on page 29, these mm-hmm. uh, these uh, packages. I think mine is pretty clear. I'm going to be an armored warrior. I'm just going to take that package. Great. Put in that your AC is 14. Oh, I'm sorry. It's going to be 15 if you're carrying your shield. You have a large shield. Sick. You start with a short sword. That does 1d6 damage. It has a shock of 2 against anything that has an uh, armor class lower than 15, but you treat everything everything like like armor class 10. That's right. And your shock is plus 2, so you have a shock of plus 4. I have plus 4 shock damage. I'm shocking. That is completely shocking. You have a dagger, which is not quite as nasty, but it's, you know, I might I might say a dagger isn't necessary in really close quarters or something like that. Uh, a backpack and a tinderbox with three torches. 
Who else has sort of chosen their equipment package? Mm. I mean, Roguish Wanderer and Gentry Wayfarer are both almost identical in terms of what they give you. They're like, what is the difference between them? The, di- uh, the difference is one has throwing blades, one's got fine clothing, one has a writing kit. Oh, yeah, sure, I I'll see take, this. Uh, but like the actual uh, like fighting equipment, they both have a buff code, they both have a small shield, they both have a short sword. Um, I don't need throwing blades. I, I guess I will take... Well, hold on. I'm allowed to wear armor. Let me check this in my class thing that I just... Yeah, I believe there there was a limit to the uh, armor class. Of, it's an encumbrance of two, but I think the starting equipment of armored warrior is just pierced armor, which is encumbrance of two. Pieced armor, it is an encumbrance of two, so pieced you armor. could take armored warrior. <laughs> <laughs> You're also allowed to carry that shield. Yeah, that's hey. true. Um, do you mind if I take Yeah, that's stupid, though. That doesn't feel... That doesn't feel 100% right. Look, you know, it's okay to metagame a little bit, because these games, uh, the, you know, BXD&D was in a time before everybody was, like, full sim and total role-playing all the time. So I don't mind if you kind of go, hey, I'm a mage, but I can wear armor, so I'm taking Armored Warrior. If that ruins the fun for you... It does not. Then... Okay. Especially because pieced armor, this is like starting equipment. Pieced armor is not like full plate or anything. It's just like I'm going to say it's protective blacksmith gear. Um, I'm going to I'm going like big metal heavy apron that he's <laughs> wearing all the time. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to take armored warrior. If it's okay with you, I'm going to swap out that large shield for a small shield just because it doesn't feel right to be carrying around like a knight's shield. <laughs> I think the AC is the same. Um, I think so. Just for our mental picture. That gives you a nice high AC, which will protect your butt uh, in uh, these situations. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, perfect. Wait, is and now AC 15? I think it is, yeah. Okay. Very high for a mage, but you took armored magic, so you can do it. And now, Edgar, what are you thinking for your uh, for your package, your equipment package? Okay, so can't I have a question about my <laughs> final skill. Okay. Oh, changed, okay, yeah. So I changed my convince from a zero to a one. Uh-huh. All right, but I'm thinking now I'm, like, looking at the ranger equipment, which comes with, like, a gaggle of arrows. I'm like, bro, you can't shoot at all. Like, shouldn't I? Nobody can in this party. Nobody can. So I feel like, can I change my convince back to zero and make shoot a zero? You can. Okay. And then I will take the... um the ranger archer yeah absolutely so that gives you a uh, buff coat with a so your armor class will be 12 um, your bow does a lot of nice damage it does 1d8 damage but no shock but people no see, shock people see I, bows and they go I got the shotgun lock <laughs> yeah shotgun lock <laughs> But with that our armor Battle class cry. of 12, you maybe want to stand back a little bit and shoot anyway. You maybe don't want to always get up close unless you're going to cut a throat with that dagger there. Uh, you have a dagger that does 1d4 damage. You have a hand axe that does 1d6 damage. Do you have stab skill at all, Edgar? I do have stab. Okay, great. So that dagger and hand axe will come in handy. 
Uh, you have the survive skill, and you have cooking utensils and a week of rations and a water skin. You're you're prepared to go out in the wilderness a little more than these other two. That's, um, where, I, that's where I've been. Tinderbox and three torches mm-hmm. and 20 silver pieces in cash. That's pretty good. Whoa, money. Nobody else has that. Took that no, off the body nobody else has black cash. <laughs> this sucks. I want to trade all my equipment for cash. <laughs> <laughs> We have a shopping so episode. A Everybody naked, loves those. A naked mage, like, hey, I got money though. I got money though. You see a Dude. naked mage with a bunch of money, you're like, they're about to ask for something freaky and bad. <laughs> <laughs> they're buying experiences, and I don't like it. It's not good for anybody but them. It's not good. Come on, baby, I'll turn these eyeballs on for you. <laughs> uh, nobody took the naked oh, mage focus, God. right? <laughs> no, I didn't. I wanted to. In order to do magic, you must be fully naked. I'm Absolutely. talking everything. Everything. <laughs> Unencumbered. And no yeah. body hair. Uh. <laughs> yeah. You must remove your body hair in a ritual. Uh, okay. Daily. Let's move on. Nobody took that one. Uh. Um, all right. So if everybody has their equipment uh, and has carefully uh, recorded it onto their sheet. Oh, not uh, By the all. way, if you don't, I can always look back at the page to find it out. But if you can, record it onto your sheet. Um, equipment is a little bit more important sometimes because survival and things come into play in this game. Um, I think that's stowed. I, this is stowed items, right? I guess some of them can be in your stowed items and some can be in your readied items. Like if you think I, I always carry around my shield, oh, then I, I would put that in readied items. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Can I trade either the sword or dagger or both for a hammer? Hmm. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. One. You're a blacksmith. A, yeah. yeah. It doesn't even have to be a fighting hammer. I don't think I'll ever hit anyone with it. I just want to have I, it. You know what? Let's call it... Let's let's see. I have the whole weapon sheet here, and let's see what your uh, options are uh, in terms of a hammer. There's only one that's uh, not two-handed, I think. Hammer, great. Hammer, war. Nah, we don't want any of those. Uh, I guess it will have to be a sort of just tool. Is that okay? Yeah. There was one. Uh, I'm looking at page 37 where it lists all of the stabbing weapons and and, and in includes the shooting. It has all of the weapons. The oh, shooting yeah. weapons hammer, comma, war. I don't know why it's called that, but it's just a 1d8 one-handed hammer, right? Is it? It's one-handed, so yeah. Uh, but what, what, what are you trading it out for? Every other weapon in that package. Every other weapon. Oh, really? So you're going to get rid of the short sword and the dagger and take the hammer? Yeah. I mean, I don't have skills to use any of these things. Take it. No problem. Thanks. I'm thinking of this as a blacksmith hammer that is not actually for fighting, but I do want You see the authority with which I made that call? It was really good. Take it. Take it. Yeah. That was awesome. (laughs) The world Uh, I feel like a shark from Shark Tank. Okay. I'm out. For that reason... For that I'm reason, in? I'm in on the Ooh, hammer. Ooh, on the hammer. Okay. Guys, now the most important part of character creation. What is your character's name? Oh, yeah. No. And if you want right now, give a little description of them. Um, so, because we've done all the character creation, but we haven't really talked about who they are. So, um, let's start with, let's start with Edgar. Edgar, can you tell us your character's name and tell us a little bit about, uh, he, she, him, they. Uh, my character's name is Jazz. And, jazz. Uh, jazz, also known as Jazz of the Underlands. And Jazz, but now known as Jazz the Exile. 
Oh, I uh, love it. Jazz was the or Jazz was a a warrior from his village and was driven out by um, the king's son. So the king died, and his little punk ass son decided <laughs> that Jazz couldn't be around because people like Jazz. So frame Jazz for a crime he didn't commit. Jazz spent all of these years in exile. Uh, a warrior a warrior without a kingdom. Just a guy who's been out here on the streets making it known that he's just trying to stay alive, which is why he's like so good at convincing people of stuff. And as a um, as an exile, he decides to no longer you know fight people straight up, so he just sneaks around great uh i love jazz i think that possibly jazz comes from uh well the underlands are really interesting i wonder what that means um i think that we're going to use the default setting of the game so maybe he comes from lagos where there's a lot of little petty kingdoms and chieftains and bandit leaders who have become kings of their little kind of area that they've they've cut off from the rest of the place so maybe he comes from that sort of barbarous land uh, and finds himself now in the country of Nuvoth Nuvoth which I will describe a little bit more in detail in a minute but right now I want to know about our warrior what is our warrior's name hey uh, her name is Rotilda Rotilda um, Rotilda of, um, she doesn't have a last name because she's Rotilda of, I don't know where I'm from yet because I don't know the world as super well. That's but, okay, we can talk about it. Yeah, so she comes from a noble family. Uh, born to a noble family. Um, but it became very obvious from a very young age that she was different. Um, in that she was capable of extreme violence. Um, she's not a violent person. She's actually kind of, kind of just like, kind of a. Uh, she's well, okay. Here's the thing. She's a horse girl. Mm-hmm. She didn't have any friends, so she'd hang out in the stables um, with her horse, Leonard, and um, <laughs> and their best friends, and and her violence um, was a little preternatural and. Uh, uh, frightening. So she was unneeded. She was a spare, spare scion. Was not, you know, was a girl. And I maybe think this family valued male heirs. And so they, um, quietly, uh, banished her and said, you gotta get out, you freaky little weirdo. Um, we don't, we don't want you in our kingdom anymore. And so she went off with her horse and she's just trying to find, just trying to find a place to be peaceful and safe. I think um, there's a lot of a sort of... Are you envisioning a background where there's a lot of royalty and nobility? Yeah. Yeah. So I think but she's you- like a secret, secret scion, like like a, an embarrassment. So they hid her from a very young age. Right. And that's why she's had to, tr- you know, travel the world and kind of go off on her own, right? Yeah. But it hasn't been that long. I still picture her to be pretty young, which is why I think my attributes, like, can it still makes sense that most of my attributes are pretty low. I don't think I I've think, been on 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 the road for very long. I think that probably you come from a country that is very monarchical, that has many different uh, vassal dukes and barons, and that is the 
nation of Emed Kist. Emed Kist. Yes, which yeah. is just to the south of the ad- area we'll be adventuring in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I love Rotilda uh, and her horse, Leonard. Yeah. Um, is Leonard still with her? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, a horse wasn't in your equipment package? Okay, uh, well, okay, maybe yeah. I... Um, Guess sure. what, though? I'm, like, basically the nicest game master ever. This is going to come back to bite us in the ass. <laughs> oh, no. This horse is going to be a sort of being of dark magic that's going to kill us all in the night. We're only gonna have you get a horse. <laughs> oh, Leonard! You, Leonard is yours! Okay, I'm, I'm going to tell you some metagame. Oh, thank you so much. So the metagame is I was inspired by, I've been playing a lot of Elden Ring. And I was inspired by Radon, the Star Scourge. You know the lore behind his on tiny his, little horse? On his tiny horse that he learns his gravity magic so that he can ride it, even though he's so He big. learned gravity magic so that he could still ride his beloved horse, even though he turned into this giant monster of a man, and his mind melted into madness, but he still took care of his beloved horse, Leonard. And I just found that really inspiring. So it's very loosely, that very loosely where this came from. So that's my horse, Leonard. So is your horse kind of small? Um, maybe. I, I, okay. I don't think he's small. Maybe he's just think, fine boned. Just horse think about size. Leonard. Think about Leonard and uh, and give us a full description when you're ready later. Later okay. while we're adventuring. Okay. Um, finally, we have Rotilda. We have Jazz. Jazz on the run uh, from the son of the king who uh, framed him. Did he frame him, or did framed he just me. run him out of town? He framed me. Okay. He, sent, he sent me. He sent me to assassinate someone, but it was a trap. <gasps> oh, I love it. Okay, great. And now we, I finally want to know about our mage. What is the name? And we know a lot about the background, but you can fill in any any holes there, Zach. The mage's name is Corby. Corby, <laughs> hi, buddy. Corby uh, was adopted. Uh, Corby was found in a quarry as a ba- as an infant. And was adopted a by a, he was a Cory baby. He's Corby. Corby. He was adopted. <laughs> he was adopted by um, the the local uh, blacksmith woman. Like raised him, and he very much wanted to be a blacksmith in sort of her tradition. And so he studied under her, and he was practicing, 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 and is just like it does not work for him. So he is setting out to learn magic so that he can be a competent blacksmith. Excellent. And uh, he can be from any, any place that, that sounds good to you. I, I, it could be where, yeah. I think that maybe he is from the nation we are starting in. And that nation is called new Voth and new Voth is a Republic. Um, it has a Senate. Um, of course the Senate is run by the, richest, most uh, moneyed and uh, influential citizens of the nation. Uh, but you guys are going to be starting your adventure very far from uh, the capital of Clarum uh, and where the Senate is seated. Instead, you're going to be out on the frontier, the southern frontier, the border with Rotilda's nation of Emed Kist. On that border, there are mountains and there's a vast forest. And you have arrived um in your wanderings. By the way, you're all already friends. You've all already thrown in with each other. Maybe we'll hear a little bit about how that happened. Uh, feel free to to tell me or or give me some background on that. But you you all have thrown in with each other to make your fortunes, to 
find adventure, to learn magic, to become a hero so that perhaps you can return uh, to the place that rejected you, Rotilda or Jazz. Um, you can you can kind of tell me what you think your motivation is as we role play. But you have arrived at the uh, small town of Edgewood Station. Edgewood Station is on the uh, northern edge of a vast southern forest in New Voth. And Edgewood Station is a company town. Um, you see that the town looks like it was built in the last year. Nothing here is old. It's all made of wood, and all the wood is like really fresh. Looks like it was freshly cut. You even as you as you as I don't know is uh, it looks like Rotilda is the only one riding in. Mm-hmm. Maybe Jazz or uh, Corby or <laughs> on the horse as well. Um, well. I mean, if it if it, if it's anyone, it's Jazz. Corby is walking behind the horse for sure. <laughs> yeah. You can as hop you, on Jazz if you want. There's plenty of room, but oh, you, thank you, you so much. Yeah, you don't have to. I mean, if you feel comfortable. I've, Oh, I, I love a ride. I've been on my feet for what Rotilda, seems like Are we supposed to call you my lord, or what What are you comfortable oh, please. with? Yeah. My lord? <laughs> please, you don't have to call me that. That's my dad. Oh, you don't have to call me my lord. <laughs> uh, nobody's ever called me anything, actually. They call me just like, um, you, uh, girl. Um, so uh, you, could, you could call me Rotilda. That'd be, like, pretty nice. I think I'd like that. All right. Um, yes. Uh, so you're having this conversation about uh, titles uh, and how to address each other as you walk into this town. And uh, as I was uh, saying, it, it looks like it's all recently built. And you even see people cutting trees to build more of it as you watch. Um, and uh, there are a bunch of um, logos that have been kind of painted onto the side of some of the buildings that announce the entire place as property of the Angrabedu Company. Um, uh, and, uh, uh, you see, uh, that, uh, there seems to be sort of an encampment instead of just domiciles, instead of little houses and cottages, there's like a, a big fenced in sort of encampment where people live, uh, in, in little tract houses that have been hastily put together. Um, and then there's sort of a main thoroughfare, uh, with, uh, businesses for them to frequent, places to perhaps buy food and dry goods and that is sort of surrounding the encampment uh uh and and there's they're dotted around these little businesses and then they kind of form into a big main drag a big main street that kind of uh sits in front of the encampment uh and so uh as you ride in um you're looking for adventure maybe you know right now it would be a good time to tell me what you think you're looking for um and then we can kind of try to go and find it. But I'm really trying to run this game in a sandbox style, meaning although I have designed many note cards full of adventure here, I don't know what you're going to do, and I'm going to let you explore it at your leisure. So I hand it over to the players. What are we looking for, and uh, where do we want to find it? Uh... I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but I was just thinking that maybe we could make just... Um, I, I'm just looking to make some money um, so I can feed, mm. feed Leonard. Um, and, you know, I, I just... Yeah, I don't really have much goals other than that. Just make a lot of money. Yeah. And I, unless... I'll put this I'll put this out to you. Unless you are our friend Jazz, who has 20 silver pieces according to his equipment package, I will allow both Corby and Rotilda to roll a D6, and that's how many silver they have. 
Well, I don't know three. about you. I've got a silver, so that's pretty good. I got three silver. Uh, I got three silver. Hmm. You got no, one? You got one I have silver? A whole, yeah, no, I got a silver. Don't even worry about it. And if you <laughs> wanted, we could even break it up into ten copper. And that would be... We could, like... We'd have... It would feel like we have a lot more. Um, yeah, this town seems pretty Actually, new. Yeah. I mean, construction is a good sign of um, uh, upward mobility. Um, that's what my tutors used to say. Sometimes, though, it's a... It's a it's a sign of this whole town burned down very recently and they had to build it all again. Normally oh. in my town, when we saw buildings like this, it was because I tried to do like a burn down a building. And this is what buildings look like when you have to build them again. Yeah. That's what they do. Uh, what they, do. they come burn down your town mm. and they tell you they'll fix it for you. Oh, that seems, that seems it, really smart. It would like work for them pretty well though. If you were the person building it, that'd be a pretty good racket. I guess that's a service we could offer. Yeah, it's not good for the people. No, it doesn't sound good at all. Hmm. I think if you are truly from the nation of Lagos, uh, Jazz, you've definitely seen plenty of towns get burnt to the ground by conquerors. Absolutely. That kind of thing happens there a lot. A little money changes hands and people turn their backs on the very people they're supposed to be that sounds bad. Uh, I hate places like this, man. Yeah, let's it's leave. Itchy. Let's turn around. Let's get out of here. What's okay. <laughs> Unless you guys want to stay. <laughs> no, it's a sandbox campaign. You can totally leave right now. Horby, hmm. is there... As much as I detest places like this... Yeah, let's stay. It's still very, <laughs> it's still very new, and the fangs of greed have yet to truly sink their teeth into these people. Oh... Maybe we could take advantage of that. What are you make, suggesting? Make it maybe get some coin ourselves. You're I don't maybe, know. We maybe we could burn it down and oh, then tell them well, that we'll build it back up. I mean, if you guys want to, I, I don't think I, I do. Is thinking. that what you were suggesting? No, no, I was just thinking that somebody here has a lot of coin, right? There's a lot of materials flowing uh, around. There's yeah, a lot maybe of they just need help. Maybe really we smart. just maybe we just help for a bit. Maybe they've got right. a job for us. Maybe they I, have. I, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't want. I didn't want to like. I don't know. Put like ideas on you guys or anything like that. I don't want to. No, no, no. I don't no. Think maybe it would be kind of good. I don't. We could like ask around. I don't know. You're like very. Um, this is not a judgment, Rotilda. Most of the nobles that I have met mm-hmm. are a little bit more sure of themselves, confident. I guess sure. they like come into town. They're like, wow, knock down your house and build me a well. Like, sure. that's the sort of things that they would say. Whereas yeah, you're, like, sure. deferring to he us. He just like my dad. <laughs> that was crazy. Sure. He was, like, he was here. <laughs> um, but, like, I'm not super good at being the one in charge. So okay. I feel like it's got a, one of you. Okay. Um, yeah, I could totally, I could totally be in charge. Um, um, sure. yeah. Um, that's should, something that might. We should find we, someone. We, we, don't you think? Yeah, we should find someone. Um, and it could be me. It could be me. I'll be in charge. Yeah. It's definitely you. Uh-huh. It's, it's I want to be clear that Rotilda, Rotilda is like 6'2". Um, <laughs> and, and, and thick, like banded natural muscle. She is a strong... No, no reason to be as scared as, as she is. Big girl. Yeah, she's a... She a, does four shock damage. Why yeah. isn't she confident? 
Uh, because because uh, her family was very mean. And disowned her. She's got mental damage. Yeah. yeah. We've got a real Brienne of Tarth situation here. <laughs> I was about to here. say. It's exactly. like a more scared Brienne of Tarth. This is very Brienne of Tarth. Um, it, yeah, she's got she's got blonde hair cut in a bowl cut. Um, like a like a Lord Farquaad sort of cut. And she's she's a large. She's a, she's strong. And um, yeah, but she's just yeah, she's just she's been in a dark room for most of her life. Well, she's getting looks from the villagers. You guys have now moved into the town center, uh, such as it is. It's pretty small. Uh, and Leonard is, uh, you know, a hoof deep in mud because the road here hasn't been properly finished or cobbled. Uh, and there are people on other very beautiful horses uh, that you might notice, horse girl, uh, mm. riding by. Um, many of them look like they are in uh, workers' attire. Um, it looks like everybody works for the company here, and they wear kind of like a, a big rubber dungaree kind of a situation, like an overalls thing. Some of them are wearing gloves from their job, um, and... Uh, uh, people are going in and out of two lo- uh, two places. There looks to be some sort of general store. Uh, the general store has just Angrabeto, the name of the company, kind of stenciled on the front of it. And then there is a place across oh, the way from that place that uh, announces itself as Gorex Game House. Hmm. And there is music emanating from the front door of Gorex Game House. Oh, I, I like music. Sometimes I could hear it through the walls um, when my family would play uh, music and have parties. You uh, were just like at the party? Oh, no, 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 no. I was not invited. I was expressly locked oh. in my room for those parties. But I did get That's to hear terrible. wafting on the wind uh, uh, sounds of merriment and uh, music making. Uh, and it sounded like a great time, so... I mean, unless right. Jazz is worried that someone's going to, like, recognize him in there, I'd say let's go check that out, right? Yeah, yeah. what do you want to do, Jazz? I mean, I am the leader. We did establish that, but um, what yeah. do you want to do, Jazz? You know what? I've, I've been in a million places. I've, I'm faceless. Nobody knows me. That's so cool. He's so cool when he says he's stuff so like cool. that. I'm he's like, so why is there a million faces? He's, yeah, he's faceless. He's got so oh many God, faces. He's, he's so got no cool. face. <laughs> I would say let's go look for work here, but like local work unions or whatever tend to be like pretty. We don't want to hire you. You blew up all of our equipment. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, so let's check. That sounds out this. like a very personal story. Yeah, I mean, it's. I feel like it could happen to anyone. Did it happen sure. to me? Yeah. Sure. How many times? times? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Every town I've been to, until I met the two of you, I feel like if I couldn't get a job as, like, a blacksmith assistant, because I'm not good at it, then I, I got to learn skills other places. So maybe there'll be some work in Garrick's Game House or Gatrick's oh. Game House. I'm pretty good at reading. What does it say? Gorick's <laughs> Game House. Yeah. Gortrick's Gat House. Let's go in <laughs> yeah. there. All right. um, you uh, you enter through uh, saloon style doors, you know those little yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, immediately going in, you notice a large bar uh, on one side uh, with tables and uh, people sitting and drinking. Um, it is uh, morning, but uh, maybe they're catering to the people that were working all night or something like that because there are men in there drinking, some of them in the work clothes you saw earlier, uh, and a bartender uh, manning the bar. 
that's on like the to your right on the left side you see all kinds of gaming tables um and it's not just uh casino style games there's also uh things that look like othello you know or star trek chess where there's like four (laughs) levels of chess um uh, all kinds of uh, great uh, fantasy board games and uh, games that people are betting on, card games. Um, that's not quite as busy as the drinking to the other side right now. There are only a few people engaged in several different uh, games. Uh, and then there are stairs on the back wall that lead up into uh, suites of rooms. You can see the ba- like the balcony of, uh, above the stairs and you can see that there's many doors up there. I mean, I got one silver burning a hole in my pocket. I feel like I could turn this into a lot more money. I think you should go for it, Particularly, this has only just occurred to me, and I've never thought to do this before because it's immoral. But I think if I wanted to, we could could seriously cheat at some of these games. Oh, for sure. Any of the games involving other people having cards, we could absolutely cheat at. Because of the candles on the wall and There's the sconces. So many candles on these walls. <laughs> Just got can- I got, I got, I got clear views of everyone's cards. If yeah. we needed to steal a lot of money from these people we've just met, who seem to be like hardworking people and probably don't deserve it, I love having that option. If we also wanted to make a lot of money, uh, well, see, here's a, I would not recommend um, that I do any arm wrestling because I would um, I would make a lot of money fast, but things would go very, very wrong very quickly, and we would probably get run out of town. Hmm. <clears throat> well, I think so we all I would not agree. recommend we, it. We all wanted like a job, right? Like, yeah, we should we should. We're upstanding members of 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 wandering society. And if society yeah, hits uh, us so hard that we break bad, then that happens. But I don't that hasn't happened yet to me. I mean, Jazz, you've been pretty wronged, it seems, pretty thoroughly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The world is the world is full of hatred, my friends. I just what side of it are we gonna be on? Mm. Let's find uh, this Gorek guy. It's his game house. Yeah. You know, maybe there's some work that he could have for us here. We've already found three problems. Not enough places to gamble. Any uh, any basic mage could come in here and rob him blind. And uh, I don't see any security. Like, what happens if uh, if someone like Rotilda comes in here and gets out of line? Who stops that person? I, this is a lot of holes. We have a lot of consulting that I feel like we could do on this establishment. Maybe. I think we offer an interesting perspective that an owner of a game house would feel was very valuable to them. You guys have convinced me. Uh, I look around to see if it looks like... I guess I would approach the bar, right? To see if it looks like yeah. there's someone in charge. You have you have choices. I mean, they neither of them perhaps look in charge. There is a bartender, and there is a beautiful uh, barmaid uh, who is moving about, um, and uh, she seems very busy with the drinkers here uh, at 10 a.m. in the morning. Um, uh, and then the bartender uh, is a, a, a skinny man. Um, he looks like he's all uh, skin and bones uh, and has a very bald pate. Uh, and he's moving quickly, too. Really looks to know his business. Um, so um, who would you like to talk to? The bartender? Yeah, because she's busy, right? They both are. But he it's his job to deal with customers. So uh, you saddle up to the bar uh, and he says... 
What do you have? Um, we w- were one. Is Gorik around? Gorik, uh, well, he's generally out unless he has a really good reason to see you. Oh, okay. So where is he then? Uh, he'd be, uh, upstairs in the office, but, uh, okay. I have to announce you. Uh, he's the nobility around here, or at least in this house. So, oh. uh, who might I ask is calling on him? Um, Lady Rotilda? Just we're just a bunch of I, traveling. I, I don't have a, I don't have a last we, name. We're looking for work. We were hoping that he could give us some. Yeah. Um. Well, I I don't know that uh, Gorik has anything for you. Uh, hmm. Let me go and talk to him. Emra, tend the bar. Uh, and the man, uh, uh, the bartender, walks upstairs. Uh, and the barmaid uh, Emra is kind of kind of walks over and is like, she's uh, got a long raven hair, and she says, um, uh, "Did you want a drink while you wait?" How much are drinks? That's a question for you, the 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 GM, because I feel Corby has a skill in trade. He knows how much things are. Half a, half a silver for the small beer, uh, but anything stronger is a whole silver. How would you feel about taking all of the money I own? <laughs> well, that's something that happens around here quite a lot. And oh. she looks over kind of at the gaming uh, people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't really have a gambling problem. I just have one silver piece. But yeah, you can sure. You can have it. Um, you're outsiders. You're not here to work for Angrobedu. Oh, no. Is everyone here work for Angra Bedu? What, what do they do? What do we do? Can we do it too? Uh, do you have any skill in silk farming? Uh, no. Silk no. farming? No. Yes. Like from bugs? Yes. Those fellows there are worm tenders. Okay. She points, oh. it, she points at some guys, and then she goes, and then uh, uh, those gentlemen, I believe, are involved in boiling the silk. Mm-hmm. Huh. Gross mm. also. Yeah, I turn around and I look at Jazz and Rotilla and I go, you know, this place is, bu- is a bug farm. This is a big bug farm where they farm bugs and they make... I, I, did, have, I did have some worms that lived in my mattress and they lived for a really long time and grew very fat and healthy, so... Rotilda, I'm not going to lie. I hate that. The okay. thing that you just said, I hate it a lot. Okay. Yeah, no problem. I, I, will, say, on I will never say it again. I slept on hay... And that's better than what you just described. For, sounds nice. Hey, who Ooh. has summoned Gorik, the games master? Hell yeah! Uh, are there can- are there candles in this room? Um, they use lanterns, and there are windows that let in light, so they don't have the lanterns lit right now. Great, they're all lit now. And I <laughs> pick up. Oh, are up. you making them light? Yeah, this is for no reason. This solves no problem. They just light up. You know what? Uh, normally, a use of your, uh, what is that called? Elemental spark would only light one lantern. But yeah, I like if you make lantern. a magic roll right now, I'll allow you to light all of the lanterns. Yeah, sure. And why not? I will allow you to make that roll at a difficulty of eight. And that's so I 2d6. Roll. And then add your intelligence modifier and your magic skill. 
that's going to be close. That's a roll of five, magic of one, that's six, intelligence modifier of one. Boop. Just one. Seven. <laughs> or maybe even none. Maybe yes. none of the lamps go on. <laughs> No, one of them do. So you're like, hello, and you go no, like this, no, no and one, one lamp it. goes. It's, bump, bump, bump. it's behind him. No one notices. Uh, uh, I notice. I notice, and I go, wow. It is I, Corby, introducing the Lady Rotilda. Hi. And Jazz, a man of no name and no face, who you do not know. How does he not have a name? You just, you just gave his name as Jazz. No one shall know him, for he is nameless and faceless. And I go, and I back up. Hi. Hello. How can I help you? I understand you're looking for work. Well, yeah, and there's so many things we can do. I have a horse. Um, Jazz is real nimble. Orby can do some stuff sometimes. Um, and we were thinking that maybe you could give us some money for that. If you had a problem, we will figure out a way to fix it. We're still working on the name of our group, but yeah. we're sort of a collective that solves problems. He turns to Jazz and says, and you, sir, you're with these two? And he sort of strokes his mustache. Well, yes, of course I I. As a traveler, I wouldn't be able to make it without the aid of my companions. And now here we are. Looking at you, we look around this place, man, and I gotta be honest with you. You got a nice place here. But I've seen weaknesses in your structure. You know, we, uh, that's what we do. We find where things are broken and we offer to fix them. We should we should let Jazz. We, we absolutely. Why oh are we God. talking? He's so we good at let it. him talk. Well, I'm afraid I don't have any work for you right now. But who knows what could happen in Gorek's game house? Opportunities are around every corner and beneath every stool. Stay, play a while, have a couple drinks, and pretty soon you'll make fast friends with some of the workers who might be able to tell you about opportunities in town. I, I would love to make some friends. I do think your mustache is really nice, Mr. Gorick. Gorick. Mr. Gorick. Gorick, I, uh, I am sorry to interrupt you, my lady. Oh, 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 you go ahead. You go ahead, buddy. Um, you, you, no problem. Uh, as you as you can see, I I work at the behest of a great warrior, and he, I only come here to ask of help so that we could find a way for her skills to be truly plied. Would you join us for a drink, Mr. Gorek? Mm, I generally don't drink. I'm the one that sells the drinks. But if you were to make a convince roll, why, you might get him to have a drink with you and uh, let let loose a little more information. I talked to my daddy when I got a roll, how I got a roll. You're going to roll 2d6, and you're going to add your charisma bonus, uh, which I believe was zero for you. Is that right? Or did you get it up to a plus one? Oh, you got it to a plus one. Yeah, that was the one you chose to be 14, right? Yeah. Yes, my charisma is a plus one. Okay, and then you have, uh, I believe, a convinced skill of zero, right? Yes, my 
Okay, so you won't add anything, but you're not taking any kind of negative modifier. So roll 2d6 and add plus one. And um, this guy's pretty savvy, so it is a difficulty of eight. Okay. (laughs) I rolled an 11. And That's, that's great. Plus one would be 12. That's <laughs> Why did you react like that was so bad? That's no, than- I just was like, I couldn't believe that it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, yeah, that was amazing. Your first roll, your first like skill check, and it's I like, really oh, like, gosh. can't believe it. Really, we're just waiting for this dude to be like, go mind your business. <laughs> um, also, I would look at your diplomatic, uh, your diplomatic, um, what was it called? That affinity that focus or- you had, diplomatic affinity, because that probably also may have given you a bonus there, but you didn't need it. You didn't need it. So uh, we will go ahead and say that Gorik goes, well, we don't often get people of quality in here. Uh, generally just deal with a bunch of uh, tired silk workers. Why, come on over to the bar. Uh, and uh, Emra, girl, uh, uh, three whiskeys. Uh, four. Uh, I'll join you. Thank you, Thank you so much. Yeah. It's an honor. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <sighs> I've never she's, had whiskey before. She's a strange girl, that Emra. What? What's her deal? She's so um, nice looking. Uh, all her features are the same on both sides. Yeah, she's too pretty. Is that her problem? Very beautiful. That's why I employ her here. Uh, you know, she you always have a beautiful person out front. That was uh, a part of the business acumen I was taught uh, hmm. uh, when I was apprenticed. I am from the barbarian kingdoms of Lagos, but early in my childhood, I was taught uh, letters and uh, civilized uh, manners um, and uh, eventually came to uh, inherit this establishment. Uh, but uh, I digress. You are looking for work. And alas, although I will enjoy having a drink with civilized people who can carry on a discussion, I do not have any work for you. Um, ah, that's really too bad. I can tell you, though, that I believe the silk workers have some sort of problem. Is, it with, wor- is it with the worms? Is it a bug problem? Is it the bug thing? There is have, it the problem that they, every day they deal with bugs? Well, sounds pretty bad. Um, it's I agree. It's it is depression. not an occupation that I would choose to take on myself. Uh, uh, I do not have any love for insectoids, but uh, I believe that they uh, they've been having some sort of setbacks in their farming lately. Something uh, is going wrong with the silk farm, uh, and it's caused uh, quite an uproar around here. Can I ask a follow-up question to the thing you offhandedly said before? Sure. Why is the why is the um when you say that Emera is strange, it doesn't say strange to me. What's strange about her? Well, she's an outsider like you. Um, she wandered into town, uh, and people say uh, she came out of the woods. Uh, no one knows uh, much about her, and uh, she never shares her background or can even tell us where she's from. <sighs> a lot of the workers, they don't like her much. They consider her to be a, a witch or something worse. Okay. Now, 
I actually mm. have to leave this conversation for a while unless <laughs> you guys need to keep talking, in which case I will stay, offer support. Now, I'm pretty sure that the problem that all the f- silk workers are having is that there's some bigger bug that's making all the small bugs bad. Angry. And like, I don't want to deal with the bigger bug. No, I kind of okay. want to look at the pretty girl some more. I, I, I mean, uh, only if you got, uh, be interested in that solving that mystery. Uh, if you guys want. But also, we're having such civilized conversation, so that's also good. We could keep doing that. This is well, new for me. Well, I mean, it, it, let's let's find out what this outsider knows. Out, outsiders tend to treat other outsiders better. Maybe she'll ha- know something that these other people don't. I think we should talk to the prettiest lady I've ever seen. For sure, definitely. Okay. Um, great Gorek, we thank you for your hospitality. Thank you so much, Mustache Man. Ah. We, we don't want to take up too much more of your time. It's Stay! Very play some games! Oh, Let's make it a totally. party! I'll play with everything I'm worth. A party? I go over to the... What's the closest gambling table? Um, it is uh, some kind of weird roulette thing. Um, yeah. With uh, different... Instead of red and black and numbers, it has different... Um, like painted pictures, like trees and unicorns. <laughs> I'm going to put it all on bugs, baby. <laughs> Yes, oh, put sir. it on bugs. Put it on, put it on bugs. bugs. Y'all got you guys like bugs around here, right? Yeah. Here's everything I own. I'm Instead two pieces of, of silver onto trees. Okay, great. Um, let's see how that goes. Um, I guess I'll. I mean, yeah, you don't. There's no such thing as a gambling pictures. skill. So I'm just gonna go ahead and say there's luck, there, right? But there are luck saves. Oh, there are luck saves, aren't there? It's not a yeah. skill, but there's oh, luck. And that is a very por- important part of character creation that I did not go into. What are your oh, really? saves? Yeah. Oh, you guys cool. all have saves. And what mine is all, your luck save? Mine all say 20. Is that weird? <laughs> it's <laughs> super weird. Mine says 20. Don't even it. try it. It's no a chance, Jared. It's a little weird. I'm uh, the last one is just a big middle finger. It's very strange. You'll uh, never. Saves, I think saves start at 14, uh, but mm-hmm. they can go down. Mine says 16 minus your level. Wow. Strength, Look strength at you. Thank you modifier. so much. Minus your modifier. Okay. So. Uh, no, uh, 16 minus your level. Does that say minus? I minus think your says, level. So. Uh, and then minus, then minus your, your Oh, is, minus low, your is low good for a save? Yes, it is. You're trying okay, to roll okay. uh, at or above a save. And uh, but uh, luck save doesn't have a uh, modifier based on an attribute. It is just sixteen minus your level. So So, jazz, please roll. Just uh, uh, you're gonna roll a d twenty, and you're gonna try to get fifteen or above. Jesus. And you how much? How many silver did you put down on trees? Dose. Okay, I put one on bugs. (laughs) You are out of silver, if I recall. Oh, did, they, they give it, did they give it to that lady? Oh. I couldn't remember. Wait, no, you didn't. You guys got free drinks. Okay, you oh, got yeah. one on bugs. Great. One on bugs. Okay. One on bugs, two on trees. So both of you roll a d20 and try to get 15 or above. No. <laughs> <laughs> I got 13. 
I got thirteen. All right. Both of you lose. Uh, you lose your silver. There aren't even like uh, what do you call it croupiers or uh, you know uh, people operating it. It's just like people just take turns, and then the money goes into this common pot uh, that someone can win when they finally. Uh, win it so a couple silk workers are kind of playing it with you but you have lost that money and please remove it from the sheet not a um, problem Brutal. never put it down uh, <laughs> well, Amra comes over and asks you if you have an decided. order that you'd like to give her uh, oh no I have absolutely no money do you know magic magic I um and she thinks for a long time and then she goes I don't think so See, that's so interesting, because normally people know right off the bat if they like do or they yes don't. either yes or a no. For, for me, it's like for sure, no. And for me, it's for sure, kind of. <laughs> so I feel like you're in a for sure kind of scenario if you're not sure. Do magical things happen around you all the time? Aside from the fact that your hair is, like, very pretty. But I you're feel like that, that might not you be magic, right? You shine in the sun, right? and it looks like your skin is, like, lit from within. I feel like I, we had had a conversation. I thank about you for your compliments, should... milady. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, you're welcome. I, I don't remember a lot of my upbringing. Um, sometimes when people ask me questions, I start to answer and then realize that, well, I don't remember. It's so weird. Yeah, sometimes I, the past is best forgotten. Yes, I'm trying to move forward. They tell us you came from the woods uh, near the border of Nuvoth and Emmett Kissed. She drops a drink. Uh, And then she goes, oh, I'm I'm sorry, Uh, and starts to clean it up. But as she's cleaning it up, you see her look out the doors of Gorik's game house. And looking out at the direction she's looking, you see the vast forest towering over the entire town. The verdant greenery seems to enclose the entire little uh, dwelling and dwarf it so that the works of man seem paltry in comparison to the great elemental might of the forest. Well, seems we pretty th- scary out seems there. Seems pretty big. Mm. But it's a big forest. Seems better than a bunch of worm fields, if I'm being fully honest. Let yeah, me. why do you stay here if they're not really nice to you? Some of them are, are kind. I stay here because I keep thinking that one day, one day I will go back into the wood and I will discover where it is I come from. Oh, well, maybe we can help with that. Yeah, totally. We could do that with you. Maybe you're helping a little bit. Are you in the position to hire someone? To go sort of do a fact-finding mission for you. Ah, I have very little silver saved. I could offer... I could offer... But it it does matter a lot to me to to discover some of these secrets. I'm afraid I'm I'm no good uh, traveling. No good uh, uh, fighting or dealing with wild beasts. Well, that's okay, because um, uh, I'm really good at that. Uh, so you could just, like, stay here, and we could, like, I don't know, like, find stuff out and, like, bring it back to you, and you could smile, and uh, the sun would shine on your face. Hey, and- Tilda, I don't think you're supposed yeah. to tell people <laughs> to, to, to say that. God, I gotta, gotta, gotta. Well, I, <clears throat> I'm afraid I could only offer five silver to each of you for going into the woods and 
that perhaps discovering clues as to my origin. That would be five times as much money as I've ever. That's would more than double what I've where I've got now. So I mean, yeah, we're 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 sort of you know we're like uh, at the point in our business where we're just kind of we're building a repertoire um, and a mm-hmm. client and clientele base and a reputation. It, so it's, if you could, it's worth it just for the reviews. Good reviews. Good reviews are really important to us. Um, so yeah. So point, yeah, no, us no. In, point us, point us to these. Wo- I mean, the dudes are the woods, but like where? Any, any, any clues? clues? The edge of the woods is used for the silk farm, but if you go deeper, Past they the say there are many things out uh, among the trees, old ruins, uh, perhaps a deep. Yeah, I imagine there's many things <laughs> in the woods. Um, cool. Ja- Jazz, what's up? You did a big sigh. I'm sorry. Any talk of a, of a deep just. Every time something. somebody mentions the deep, yeah, you get really um, cloudy, like your face, like as if. It's honestly so captivating. And I know that you really don't want amazing. us to ask more questions about it, but the oh, second you do it, all I want to do is know what did this guy see in the deep? Let's not yeah. ask questions. Deeps are like Let's, dungeons, right? And that's when a worker enters uh, and uh, shouts at his companions, well, that's another one dead. Uh, And uh, uh, other silk workers run up to him and he goes, they found Liam laying on the ground under the trees in the farm, his throat ripped out, claw marks all over his body. Mm. Another one of us has fallen to whatever it is is out in these woods and I for one am working for this operation no longer uh, and he throws off his gloves walks up to the bar and goes give me a stiff drink I'll have one before I leave town you, you guys I just had a good idea and I don't have these often so listen up I think we could solve two problems at once what if whoever is the big boss of this company, we say we'll go out there in these woods and we'll kill that big scary thing. And then at the same time, we can solve the mystery of the prettiest girl I've ever seen. That's great. Because if we're going into the woods, I definitely would first like to take care of the thing that is killing the people killing that is people, coming right? from the woods. And we can get money for that. They give you money for that, right? Yeah, I don't think they want... I mean, like, a, if they had a strike... All these workers just left town. This company would be in hot water. So they probably pay us a pretty penny. Do pennies? What's a penny? I don't know, but I've heard people say Ten that. pennies will give you a silver. That's as much oh, money as I've wow. ever had. Yeah. Well, then I bet they'll think about helping us out with some money if we do help them out with killing stuff. Sure. I don't know. Was that a good idea, you guys? I've never really known. I've never really. It's a fantastic idea. It's a good idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. idea. Yeah, no, yeah. Be be confident yourself. It's a good idea. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. No, the kind of idea a leader would have. Oh my god, leaderish idea. Wow, thank you, guys. I am a leader. I'm coming. I'm. I'm a leader. I can lead us. I know it. Somewhere out in the woods, something moves through the ferns. And the and the undergrowth, uh, the, the the decaying leaves that have fallen in layers upon layers, it moves on soft padded feet. Its senses take in heat, and every movement of bugs or uh, small creatures 
that move underfoot uh, and uh, it growls softly as it looks to the edge of the forest where workers stand over a body and that is where we are going to leave the adventure for today we will be back next week as our uh, as our party deals with whatever this is uh, and explores like explores the forest we are going to go into the woods probably next time uh, unless they want to just spend the whole time negotiating for more silver <laughs> which is completely possible yeah. um, I hope it's a kitty cat it's a good uh, thing we didn't win any of those gambling rolls. We would have never left. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, maybe they'll just get back. enough silver to keep gambling. Uh, who knows? But uh, for now, I will say thank you to my incredible players and good night, Mary Lou, Zach Reno, and Edgar Blackman. Google them. Find out all about them. Uh, send them messages telling them how much you love them because uh, okay. I've loved having them. Uh, this is the Game Garage on the Glass Cannon Network saying good night. Night. Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon.